If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Like I would get super anxious before I went to work. I couldn't sleep very well. Um, I just was always thinking about work. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the Wellness Platform. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you and introduce you to our audience. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you. I've been looking for this conversation. So um, my name is Karen Doran, and I am a registered nurse. I've been in nursing for 11 years, and um, I'm a mom of four, and I am a stress and well-being coach for nurses. So my clinical background is mostly in hospital nursing, the specialty in oncology, and I work on the floor that does medical med surge patients and oncology. Um, and throughout my own kind of health journey, I realized the lack of resources and education about stress and what it's doing to us. Um, I like to say I'm a, a recovering chronic stressor and overachiever. So <laughs> I lived like most of my adult life in just the constant state of going and doing and achieving the next thing. And if things weren't working, I had to do more. Um, and then I got to a point where that just didn't work anymore. And my body kind of shut down and I burnt out at work and um, really had to look at the importance of lifestyle changes and stress management changes. And I noticed as well for nurses that there's not a lot of support for us in how to take care of ourselves. And there's a huge gap between knowing what people should be doing and educating our patients, but we don't take great care of ourselves. And for me, the thing that's made the most difference in my health um, is my stress management. Stress, the stress response affects every single part of your body and your emotional and your mental health as well. And so that is the one thing that I feel like really makes a huge difference and can create transformation for for you in all areas of your life. So that's why I'm really passionate about um, teaching people about stress and actually how to manage it 
in a really simple way, um, way that can be incorporated into your life as more of a maintenance thing for your wellness. And I know nurses need this so much. I, as a nurse, need it. As a parent, need it. Um, because our jobs are essentially stress. I mean, that's kind of how they work is you're stepping into almost a fight or flight response when you're taking care of people in their lives. And so um, how do you manage that so that you can have a sustainable, healthy career and love your job and love your life? Yeah, absolutely. And we have that in common. We're both in oncology and both passionate about stress management for nurses specifically. Um, It's definitely needed. It's not a new phenomenon. Um, It's still a phenomenon that, uh, you know, people are aware of, but really not doing anything about it. Um, You know, with the pandemic, we received a lot of media about, you know, stress in nurses, but then what? Right. And I think that then what is what we do. Right. So how we uh, show up and serve our colleagues is so, so, so important. So talk to us a little bit about um, your experience with burnout, um, you know, while you were a nurse on the floor. Yeah. So um, looking back, I've probably experienced burnout multiple times, but the one like the experience that I think was really transformative or really kind of ingrained in my memory as my first job out of nursing school. So I went back to go into nursing. um, And when my youngest or my oldest now was six months old. And so I went through all the prereqs because I'd had a bachelor's in something else, but I wasn't science. So I had to got to do all the prereqs um, and then went through nursing school and my LPN program and um, was actually pregnant with my third child through that LPN program, Um, delivered her like two weeks before finals. She was up with me on my chest during the pinning ceremony. (laughs) Um, And and then I went right, she was probably like about four months after that, I started working in long-term care as an LPN. And I chose that that area because I did really have a passion for serving those people. Um, and I really wanted to provide good care for those people and especially those ones who had no one else to care for them. Um, and I threw everything I had into it. Um, but I think realistically looking back, like I was coming out of nursing school, which is one of the most difficult experiences. I think if anyone's been a nurse and said nursing school is one of the hardest things to do and parenting small children and, you know, postpartum. Um, And then the job realizing that there was, I was kind of set up for failure, meaning there was no physical way for me to accomplish the tasks that were asked of me. Um, And there really wasn't that support to really be trained very well. And, um, and it wasn't, I, I think it was just that, that type of nursing in general has that kind of lack of um, staffing and stuff like that. So regardless of why it happened, it was really difficult for me. And, but I had that passion for wanting to take care of my patients. And so I would I remember like just not being able to shut my brain off. I would go home thinking about how I could have been more efficient throughout the day. And then I would wake up, 
planning out how I could be more efficient and <laughs> just never achieving that, never being able to do what was asked of me. And I think I got to this point where I realized, luckily I did realize it. I made it about 11 months, but I realized, you know, I am very capable. I'm intelligent. I'm putting really good energy into this. I'm asking for help. I still can't do this. It's not me. It's the job, right? <laughs> so I was able to identify that, which I was really looking back, glad I had that insight, but the physical symptoms of it, of that burnout were like, I would get super anxious before I went to work. I couldn't sleep very well. Um, I just was always thinking about work and I was just physically exhausted. Um, my mental health started to take a toll. And, um, so that was really that first experience that I was able to be like, okay, this is not sustainable. Something has to change as much as I try to put into it. I was just pushing because that's what, you know, I was trained to do is push. And, and I had to realize I had to do something differently. Yeah, sometimes we are our worst critic, um, but I'm so happy that you came to the realization that it's not you, it's the job. And I think you said something very important that you felt like you were set up to fail or not succeed. And as nurses, we need to take ownership of that. When we see that, we need to speak up, speak out and, and get help and, and make some decisions. Like, is this the place for me? Um, and many times when we get out of nursing school, it's like, oh, you got your first job. You're so excited that you're not even thinking that you can truly advocate for yourself. Um, but yeah, burnout is um, something that I call it like the stress cycle before you get to burnout. So that chronic stress before you get to burnout. Um, I've also experienced those same symptoms of this not sleeping, the heaviness in the chest. I can't shut the mind off, right? Always I'm trying to anticipate what's going to happen next. Um, you know, so it, it, it's really not a, a state to um, live in and it's not sustainable. Eventually, your body will win. <laughs> your body will sit you down. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened for me. I went into a new job. Um, but really, the next few years is when all my health just kind of deteriorated. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of all of a sudden chronic conditions when I never had them before. Um, and I got help from conventional medicine. I was very thankful for that, but it never really made me feel like I was getting better or, and then that's when I discovered the importance of a lot of the lifestyle changes mm -hmm. that really, really helped me feel like I was climbing out of the hole, you know, not just like living at the bottom of the hole functioning. I was able to climb out of that hole. Um, and it really took me a lot, lot when I look back, I was like, oh, that's like a, quite a long time of me trying to figure stuff out on my own. Um, and realizing that I, what you mentioned about that stress cycle, I didn't understand the stress cycle. I didn't know that I was just constantly in it and never intentionally stopping that stress response. Um, I just didn't understand that even though I, you know, gone through nursing school, you, I didn't understand the toll that just normal everyday modern life takes on us and how our brains are, see a lot of things as threats and put us into a stress response. And I was so used to living in a stress response. That was my baseline. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and you know, they always say you can't see the picture in the frame. So when you're in the cycle, it's really hard for you to even realize you're in the cycle. But that's why I think it's important to take those, um, take the pause, as I call it, the power of the pause, so you can really realize what's going on and make some changes. So tell us about um, how did you uh, start helping nurses manage stress and live a healthier life? Yes. So as I started to understand my own health and try to figure out how to do things differently, how to incorporate patterns to manage my stress and prioritize my own wellness, prioritize my own health, um, I just realized that that way to do that, it needs to be personalized for you. And it also needs to be personalized, I think, for the the stressors that nurses encounter in our jobs, you know, it's, um, you know, I might, I would try an exercise program and it would, you know, ask for working out five days a week. And when you work 12 hour shifts, you know, you're, I'm not going to go to the gym and work out before I, you know, put in 10,000 steps and lift 200 pound patients. Right. So kind of just figuring out how do I adapt this? How do I make this function? And I actually started vlogging, um, just, just to kind of like get those thoughts out there, start conversation. And through that, I realized like I wanted to do more. I, I could share my thoughts, but I really wanted to be able to actually help people walk through that change. And I wanted that too. I wanted to figure out how to bridge that gap between knowing what I wanted to do and actually doing it. <laughs> and so I discovered that you know, there's a thing called health coaching and I got a health and life coach certification, which taught me about habit change. It taught me how to walk myself and to walk clients through the actual process of change and what normally gets us stuck and what gets, you know, gets in our way and how do we overcome that and how do we design change so that it's easy and that it's accessible and that it's personalized and that it's fun. And so um, that was, that's really how I got into that, like actually really being able to help people is that I wanted to be able to learn um, more of the science of how we need to design change and why do we get stuck. Um, and it's been a really amazing process, not just for my own growth, but for helping other nurses as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and behavior change is a process within itself. Um, and, you know, as nurses, adults, they always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. What do you think about that, Karen? <laughs> well, I don't believe that's true because I am always learning. And I hope that I will always be learning for my whole life. Um, and I think the first step is always identifying those patterns because you don't often know why you do something or that you're even doing it. And once you start to identify it, and then I love to ask the question, hmm, I wonder why. Get mm -hmm. curious about it, um, not with judgment, just curiosity. And um, and you absolutely can change patterns because I look at how I've designed my life now, um, it's much different. And I'm still productive, I'm, I think I'm actually more productive and in the things that are important to me. Um, but I also am able to say no to the things that aren't and conserve my energy, which feels Absolutely. really great. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about um, 
I would love to get your thoughts on healthcare organizations. Do you feel like they have any responsibility in terms of stress management, health and wellness, and nurses specifically? Love this question. 100% yes. <laughs> because as I've learned more about the stress response and you know what sort of things activate it and all that kind of stuff, I became so much more aware of how the structure of the nursing practice in so many places is designed to trigger the stress response. I mean, that's not what it's designed to do, but it really, you essentially are stepping into a fight or flight response. And a lot of it is the systems and how it, the demands on the nurse and how things are communicated, how they're expected to um, respond and the demands placed on you. Um, and I kind of find it funny that I actually picked one of probably the most one of the most stressful <laughs> specialties that I fell in love with, the med search and oncology, you know, um, you know, kind of always never really knowing what what you're going to get as far as your patient load and. Um, but I do think that if we really want to address stress and address nurse retention, we have to look at the workflows and we do have to look at what is being asked of the nurse and how do we build in um, the ability for them to take care of themselves and um, because what we're seeing is you know we're seeing that nurse retention is a huge problem i think that a lot of nurses are getting to that point where they're like okay this really is not sustainable and i don't see getting that i'm getting any support from the organization and so they're leaving nursing because they see that that toll is being taken on their body um, and or they don't see that there's options for change within the organization. And so um, you can't deliver healthcare without nurses in almost well, so many settings, right? We're a critical part of the healthcare system. And so if we want to take care of our patients, we have to take care of our nurses and our practitioners. Um, and I do believe that that it, some of that change has to come from organizations because, you know, they're the ones that put place the demands on on the staff. And they're also the ones that have the ability to restructure things and to think about things um, creatively. Um, the good news is, is that I think nurses are some of the most innovative, multi-talented people there are. I love talking with nurses. <laughs> I love being a part of that community because we're problem solvers and we see things because we are with the patient so much. And so I, I think there's a great depth of ideas in the nursing community for how we can restructure things and change things to, you know, put people first. And um, we just have to have the leadership from the organizations to listen and to empower people to actually implement those changes. I totally agree. I always say nurses have the answer to the shortage. Nurses have the answer to uh, recruitment and retention because uh, we're in it. 
and we are innovative, right? I mean, in school, they they really, um, I was going to say beat into us, but literally the critical thinking, like, like nurses, our brains are so unique. And I think just nurses are just brilliant individuals, um, very innovative, very creative. Um, but we need the the time, space and opportunities to implement that, right? To showcase our brilliance. So I think it is up to healthcare organizations um, to ask your nurses, bring them in, bring, you know, have them have them pull up a seat at the table. <laughs> they definitely need a seat at the table. So um, just so 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 important. Um, and and Karen, tell me how um, you specifically work with nurses um, in your business. Is it uh, group coaching? Is it individual coaching? Tell us how you work with nurses. Right. So right now I do individual one-on-one -on -one coaching that's very personalized, um, very supportive. And um, I walk you through what I call my productive rest pathway, which is a really um, just systematic way to address stress and build the toolkit um, to improve your health and wellness. Um, and also to reconnect to that passion for nursing and to get the reserves and the health to be able to um, decide from a really resourceful, calm, restful place what your next step might be and also like what you want to add to the conversation. Where is your zone of genius? Um, how do you want to make change um, in your community or in your organization? We have to take care of ourselves first to have that capacity to do that well. Um, so I, yes, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. I have done some group coaching and I have, um, I am trialing some organization-based programs, meaning, you know, new grad nurses who are hired to your unit and you want to provide them an extra amount of support in wellness, um, in stress management, um, I'm trialing a program right now for that to kind of just really help with that retention and help identify um, how to support our new employees or any employees because everyone's struggling right now but yeah. how to support those new grads because we don't we're not those are skills that most nursing schools are teaching but they're critical for a sustainable practice and patient safety yeah absolutely I feel like you and I could take over the nation because you're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, right? We, we get, <laughs> let's just let's just split the nation. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Karen, how can someone get in contact with you if they wanted to learn more about how to work with you and more about what you do? Yeah, so um, I am active on LinkedIn. Um, I also have a website, uh, therestrn.com. You can find me, um, therestrn is kind of the name I use on quite a lot of stuff. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn and on Facebook. I have also have a private Facebook community for nurses where it's called the Stressless Nurse Mentorship, where we just try to support each other and provide resources and support and guest mentorship in that group. So um, any of those avenues, wherever you like to hang out on social, I am on Instagram. I'm just not that active there, but you can find me. And um, I offer um, consults for people to really just get to know me and to listen to them and see um, what type of a stress management plan might work for them or what their next step should be or could be for them to really just help them start to feel better. 
awesome. That's amazing. I love the work you're doing. So thank you from, from me representing all the nurses across the nation. Thank you for uh, your contributions to the profession. And I can't let you get out of here before we do a rapid fire. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. All right. So tell me the first thing that comes to your mind to finish a statement or answer the question. Wellness means? Feeling good and at home in your body. I know I'm stressed when? Oh, noises get really loud and I am really sensitive, usually to my children. Mm, it's good to know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> my go-to stress management solution is? Ooh, I really just do well with um, some good, like, intentional deep breathing, even if it's for like two or three minutes. Um, and then my other go-to is um, a nap. I love naps. And sometimes I don't even have to sleep. It's just having like the quiet where I'm, I'm not being disturbed. So even if it's a half an hour laying down quiet, that makes a big difference for me. Absolutely. What is something you learned about yourself during the pandemic? that I have to put much more intention into creating community because I really recharge on my own. And so um, I don't necessarily need to seek people out or I don't do that intentionally, but when a lot of my normal ways of connecting with people in person weren't there, I realized that I don't intentionally reach out as much as I could. So mm -hmm. I'm very thankful now to be more in person community things. I got to go to like a nursing conference, you know, a few months back and I was like, just so thrilled to be around people. <laughs> so I love people. I just recharge on my own. So <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And what would you tell a nurse who's currently in that stress cycle we were talking about earlier? What's one thing they can do to help recognize it or start to get out of that cycle? Yes. I would just encourage them to find a way to incorporate a small moment of rest. I know you say like the power of the pause. That's something that I teach too, just with different language. Like um, find a small thing that you can do um, to just to kind of deregulate that stress response throughout the day. And something that is so simple to do is just deep breathing and it can just be two or three times um, and find a trigger in your day. Like when I'm at a stoplight, right? I just deep breathe a few times um, or if during your work day, you know, maybe every time before you go into a patient room, you just take five slow, deep breaths. Um, so what that sort of does is it starts to build that awareness of how you're doing and like, oh, wow. Okay. That helped because I was really stressed building that awareness, reconnecting to our body. But it also, you know, physiologically helps stop the stress cycle because you breathe nice and slow when you're relaxed. And so you start breathing slow and your brain's like, oh, hey, I thought I was stressed, but I'm breathing slow, so things must be cool. And it starts to activate your rest response. So that's a simple, simple thing to start with that really helps build some reserves and, and helps people start to maybe have to like they're have a little more control in that day. Awesome. And my last question for you is if you had a magic wand, what would be your one wish for the nursing profession? 
think my one wish is that our we'd have a seat at the table, that our voices would really be heard. Um, because I'm thinking of all the solutions to the problems I see in the nursing profession. A lot of it is flexible scheduling or um, support or changes to workflow or, I mean, all those things that really would make a difference for the sustainability of our profession. Um, and nurses, we know those things. So we, if we just need that more seats at the table mm. and more leadership um, with nursing representation. Like let's put nurses on hospital boards. Let's, you know, yes. let's do it. Um, because I do, I, that I think will help really change nursing because we need, we have to change how we operate because it's not sustainable right now. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being here and we'll definitely have to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, Go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.